Welcome to the podcast, all about the real deal on YouTube. I'm Kim, and this is Anyone Can Make Money on YouTube, where I tell you how I made $90,000 in my first year. That's right. It's kind of crazy, but it's real. Welcome back to my podcast, Anyone Can Make Money on YouTube. This is episode number six, entitled Big Bullies. I'm Kim, and today we're going to explore what happens when you ruffle feathers, expose sales channels no one wants exposed, and get taken advantage of by huge networks. After this episode, your eyes will be even more open to greed and power. It's actually shocking how small creators are tread on. But nonetheless, it's the reality of YouTube and powerful companies. Here's a quick personal plug. If you are enjoying this podcast, please leave some review stars. Five are always nice. This goes so far in helping this podcast be found by others who are interested in what I am sharing. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Also, you can leave an audio voice message or comment or question, and I can add it to a future podcast. I think this could be really fun to build an episode all about the questions that you guys are asking, and it would be you speaking on the podcast, and then I would respond. So that link is down below in the show notes. Also, my channels, social media handles, and all the equipment I use on YouTube and this podcast are linked in the description of this podcast and over on my website, www.naturalchaos.com. Remember, chaos is spelled K-A-O-S. In my previous episode, Affiliate Money, I explained how affiliate marketing worked and how I leveraged a very small platform and audience to make a sizable return. Today, we move away from the nitty gritty of making money and we discuss how big bullies make money and how their sway and power is unmatched by small creators. If you need more info on how I made money on YouTube in 2019 and the gear I use and my workflow, please look below and watch my three-part video series on my first year over on YouTube. I was once told to stop believing life was fair or that it should be. It's unfortunately true. As children, especially in the U.S., we grow up believing that rules, policies, and the rights of individuals are protected. We conclude that if something violates our freedoms, then the violator of our freedoms will be held accountable. Not to be negative or burst anyone's bubble of altruistic beliefs, but unfortunately, this is just not the case. Yes, the U.S. is a great country founded on a belief structure that has given rise to the most powerful economy, constant ingenuity, and more personal growth than anywhere else in the world. I am a capitalist in nature. I truly believe the invisible hand of capitalism guides our economy, and the less regulations on this, the better. So it pains me when I see corporations taking advantage of their creators pharmaceutical companies being appeased, and TV networks doing whatever they want to make episodes. No one is being held accountable. This episode is not meant to crush the theory of free markets nor victimize myself. I am not a victim. I will tell you multiple accounts of very unfair scenarios over my past year with the intent to illustrate what happens when you are disruptive in a market where there are huge profits to be made and very powerful companies in the mix. But before we jump into the goods, we need to pay some bills. So let's give some time to our kind sponsors. Podcasts would not be the same without sponsors. My mini series, Anyone Can Make Money on YouTube, is sponsored by Jifu. If any of you have watched my YouTube channel, Natural Chaos, you know I travel a ton with my family. Until last year, I thought I knew how to find deals online. Now I know I've been overpaying. Jifu has a unique travel portal that gives you access to wholesale deals on hotels, condos, flights, cars, cruises, and all types of activities. Like Netflix, it's membership-based. Book as much as you want anywhere in the world. The site features a seven-day money-back 
money-back guarantee, cancel any time, and 110% booking price match. I've used this booking engine every month for the past year, so I can personally speak to the real savings worldwide. If you are a business traveler, you will love the perks. Book with your AMX, collect GFU travel reward credits, and when you check in, get your flight miles and hotel points. This is how I triple stack my points and travel more. The link to join is in the show notes. Stop overpaying for travel and enjoy more experiences this year. My YouTube channel covers DIY skincare, and I'm willing to try and share things that are available to the DIY market. Basically, if I can buy it online, then others can too. I'm not buying through the dark web or using cryptocurrency. I'm buying from online websites who accept major credit cards. I never realized this could be a controversial topic, which was simply naivety on my part, honestly. As we know from previous episodes, I began my more controversial DIY channel with the microneedling video and then the TCA video. Then I followed with the plasma fiberblasting pen, as well as testing the Hyaluron pen, plus a myriad of other devices, which I sourced all online. Because of the sites and topics I searched, I was pitched more and more aesthetic sites, especially when I was on Facebook. I knew that people were buying hyaluronic acid filler to fill their lips and botulinum toxin to Botox or freeze their faces online. But my biggest concern has always been, could any of these products be trusted? One day while I was on Facebook, I saw an ad for a site in the UK that was selling filler for lips. I browsed their site and saw many name brand fillers which of course could have been knockoffs, but the more I examined their site and even chatted with their live help, I decided to order some Bellatero Intense Filler with the purpose of making a lip filler video. I thought this could be a good video because this is a topic being searched and although there was already lip filler videos on YouTube, none were high quality or gave any safety concerns about this procedure, so I thought I could improve greatly on this topic. My filler quickly arrived and I spent two weeks preparing for this video, making charts of the face, looking at Bellatero's site to understand best practices for injection, and of course, watching many doctor's videos online of how they administered filler. I then spent a whole afternoon filming. Injecting my lips was and remains to be one of the hardest DIY procedures I have ever done. It's very painful. It takes a ton of stamina. And remember, I am filming the whole time. Needless to say, I was relieved and proud when I accomplished this procedure. My live filler video premiered on May 28th, 2019, and by far was my most successful video at that point. I had almost 10,000 views on its first 24 hours. It brought in a whole new DIY audience, and basically it was performing exactly like I had hoped. Then I started getting a barrage of comments both on YouTube and on Instagram by the aesthetic nurse community, telling me to take my video down, saying how dare I post such a video, and shame on me and my reckless behavior. I wasn't sure why they were so angry. There were other lip injection videos on YouTube by non-medical channels. I just assumed maybe this group of RNs did this to everyone who put up injection type videos. Then three or four days after my video aired, I received a private message on Instagram, not an email, but a message from an attorney that worked for the Merce pharmaceutical company asking me to take my video down. She said, although her company was grateful I had chosen their product, the Bellatero Intense Filler I had picked was not yet FDA approved for use in the U.S. And that because of this, they did not want it being marketed, but that they were interested in me choosing other products they offered that were FDA approved. Then she concluded by saying they did not think DIY injections were safe and I should seek medical attention. I replied and said she was welcome to email me at my email. I never received an email nor a response from this attorney after this odd encounter. While this is taking place, I'm still being attacked by very vile and hateful accounts claiming to be aesthetic nurses. It was like a mob attack or a feeding frenzy, and they were out of control. 
They started reposting my account, telling others to contact Instagram and YouTube and have me taken down because I was a reckless human being and I didn't care about others. And it just went on and on. It was just insane. It was complete insanity, but I just kept blocking and ignoring these accounts. I didn't break any laws. And again, there were other lip filler videos on YouTube, so I didn't understand why these RNs decided to go after me. My lip filler video had been up for two weeks and was over 40,000 views. YouTube during this time had slowed its growth, saying that it had an age restriction of 18 and up, which I agreed with, but this restriction meant it was not getting pushed as much as it had been previously. Then on June 10th, Merce Pharmaceutical filed a false copyright claim and YouTube removed my lip filler video. I have a video on YouTube going over more in depth on every detail. This video is linked below and in the show notes. Needless to say, this is when my eyes were truly open to big corporations looking out for one another. In case you are unaware, copyright claims on YouTube are a big deal and typically they center around music. In this case, Merce is saying that I copyright infringed by showing their product that I used, the Bellatero Intense. This is not copyright infringement. If it were, then every video on YouTube is copyright infringement. In fact, we could not have any review videos, no unboxings, or even wear Nike shoes in videos because it could all be considered copyright infringement. But as we know, hundreds of millions of videos exist and they are not taken down by bogus copyright infringement claims. I knew this was fraudulent. I knew I was protected by the fair use law. So I hired an attorney. YouTube promises creators that if there is a copyright claim made, then the party making this claim has to provide a timestamp in the video for where this infringement exists. We countered the claim requesting the timestamp. YouTube responded saying they did not think I understood copyright infringement. We responded saying we in fact did. Our attorney wrote letters to YouTube corporate asking them to respond and provide timestamps so we could understand what exactly Merce was alleging was being infringed. Again, silence. We pushed for the repeal counter notification a second time. This process is set up that the party who claims copyright infringement has to support their claim with evidence. Otherwise, my video goes back up. Merce was either supposed to allow my video to go back up or show YouTube within 10 business days of my counter that they had filed an infringement case against me in court. Instead, YouTube gave me a strike against my account, took the $300 my video had earned at that point, never made Merce provide any timestamp, never responded to any of my lawyer's letters, and still to this day on my account that video says counter notification under final review. Well, when will I ever find out what the review will finally entail or tell me? Who knows? We are coming up on a year since this took place. I've spent thousands of dollars on attorney fees and I was robbed by both YouTube and a pharmaceutical company who didn't want their shady sales channel being revealed. And honestly, I have no idea why YouTube would want to protect a pharmaceutical company. Like why put their neck on the line for a pharmaceutical company? But obviously they must all be friends. This is why Merce wanted the video down. It had nothing to do with public safety nor copyright infringement. It has everything to do with money. In my video, I was super transparent as I am with everything. I showed the site where I ordered the product from. I showed the Bellatero intents on the site. When my product arrived, I showed the serial numbers, unpacking of the product, and then showed the injection of the product. If I had been less transparent on where I bought my filler or what brand of filler I used, my video would still most likely be up. Merce and all of these pharmaceutical companies love selling into doctor's offices when their products are finally FDA approved. But until that point, they love selling under the radar into homes from overseas vendors when their products are not FDA approved. This is the sneaky little secret that nobody wants to own, but they love doing it because they make money on both sides. 
Instead of YouTube supporting one of their creators who actually exposed the system going on, they helped Merce hide it. YouTube pharmaceutical companies and the FDA are all best friends and they protect one another. By YouTube censoring information and protecting big corporations, they not only hurt me as a small creator, but they hurt society because they are censoring information and that is not YouTube's job. They are supposed to be a platform for information, but they are overstepping and they are becoming a publisher. When they edit and censor information, especially when that censorship only helps a pharmaceutical agenda, YouTube is a publisher and thereby needs to be responsible as a publisher. But YouTube doesn't want to be a publisher because that would be a huge liability for them. So instead, they shout that they are a platform, but then covertly whisper they are a publisher, hoping to capitalize on both aspects not assuming liability as they pick winners and losers. During the summer of 2019, the realization that YouTube neither upheld their own protocols and policies, nor were they reachable to discuss issues, dawned on me, and I felt extremely alone. Up to this point, nearly 12 months of working on YouTube, I had felt very inspired and absolutely loved being a part of YouTube's ecosystem. Now I realized at any moment my ability to grow on YouTube and the income I was generating could be gone in one second and there would be no recourse. Even as I talk about this, I feel extremely upset and vulnerable. Where is the open platform for discussion? Understanding that I have absolutely no rights on YouTube and that it could all be wiped out, I set up a private Facebook group. I did this as a knee-jerk reaction to make another place where the conversation that some audience members wanted to have could exist and where I could place controversial videos. This group has now grown to over 10,000 very loyal tribe mates who share their own DIY journey and has become an incredible source of inspiration and support for me. My private Facebook group is the silver lining to the lip filler video takedown experience. Without that catalyst, I would have never looked to start another platform. During the summer of 2019, my four boys and I spent July and August in Spain. It was a nice relief to the struggle I had just been through. While I was traveling, I was contacted by the CBS's The Doctor's Show. The producer had found me on YouTube because of one of my Hyaluron Pen videos and said she was obsessed with my channel. I use her words in that. She actually wrote obsessed with my channel. And would I be interested in being a guest on their show? I told her when I returned from Europe, I would be interested in the details and to discuss this further. At the same time, my three-month strike from the lip filler video had expired, so I launched a knockoff Botox video. I used a Korean brand, but after my lip filler video experience, I decided to remove all of the labels from the containers and never made mention of what I was using and where I got it from. I thought this would be okay because no brand would feel threatened and hopefully no one would be upset and those who found value in this type of video would be served. In this video, I said to join my private Facebook group if they wanted more info on where they could purchase the product. This video launched. YouTube said that they didn't think it was suitable for most advertisers. I requested a manual check. A day later, a manual check confirmed that this video would not be monetized, but that I was fine to keep it on YouTube. I understood this ruling and although I was a bit sad it would not make any money, I looked at it like a loss leader and knew it would bring in more subscribers who resonated with my outlook. Then in September, after a few conversations with the doctor show, I went to LA on two different occasions for filming. The first Friday we filmed, I walked away very happy. I felt like we discussed the DIY movement, not just surrounding injectables, which let's be honest, I only had the lip filler video, which was no longer up on YouTube. And presently there was one Botox video up where I don't reveal what brand I'm using. So although it appeared that the doctor show wanted to make my channel out to be all about injectables, which we know it isn't, I decided to still move forward with them, hoping to bring more attention to the DIY community and that it's not filled with reckless nor ignorant people, but instead full of very rational and sane individuals who look 
look for alternatives. During this time, I am being promised by the show that the publicity and the traction this will give my channel will be great. And although there may be some tough moments overall, it will be a balanced conversation. In the end, it was a full on ambush. The panel of doctors attacked me the whole time. They brought on a nurse who said she called the FDA on me. And to top it off, they completely slandered me saying that I was doing illegal acts, which in 100% transparency is not true. I can't help that they don't agree with me or the laws of our land, but to bring me on national TV under a false guise and then shame me was honestly a horrific experience. And it took everything inside of me to not burst into tears while on stage. It was honestly so hard and rough. And sometimes when I think about it, I still like feel like there's a sense of PTSD from the whole thing. I sucked it up believing in the end it would be okay. My channel would grow from this experience. And luckily I made it off the stage, not shedding one tear. Then a few days before the airing, I realized the show was referring to me as the DIY woman or Kim. No last name and no YouTube channel. We called them thinking this was an oversight and to fix it before the air date. But in the end, it wasn't an accident. They actually excluded all of my information on purpose, saying that as a medical show, they could not in good conscience help people find my channel. So let's be clear. They loved having me on for sensational TV, but they couldn't in good conscience let anyone know who I was. To make this whole situation even more ludicrous, during the filming, the female doctor said she didn't think professionals should have injectable videos up for the public to watch. And I actually thought, okay, that is a fair stance. Then the next day after my segment ran, they aired a new lip injection technique showing the audience how to inject your lips to look like Angelina Jolie. I have a response video to this whole experience on my channel where I break down every moment while I was there, how they edited the footage, cut my responses, and even took responses I made and cut them to fit their narrative. The deceit and egotism of this show and of CBS was appalling, and it's no wonder their ratings continue to fall. Additionally, they have their own YouTube channel where they place trailers and segments for upcoming videos or shows that they're going to have. And so I'm featured in some of these. And actually on those ones, they turned off the commenting because they didn't want people to find me. And when people started asking who I was or how, what channel I was on, and then other people who knew started commenting back saying, oh, it's natural chaos. They actually removed the commenting because they didn't want people finding out. I mean, how high school is this failing network? Remember how earlier I told you I had a Botox video up and although it couldn't be monetized, YouTube told me it was all right being on their platform. Well, two months after that video went up and was approved, YouTube removed it, telling me I had violated community guidelines and giving me another strike. Because of this additional action towards me, if I put up another video that YouTube or the medical elite don't like and it's removed, I will not be able to post a video for a week. And it starts a slippery slope towards my channel being removed completely from the platform. So I feel 100% censored. Other non-medical and medical channels are allowed to upload and monetize injectable videos. Only I'm not allowed to. It would be one thing if YouTube wanted to say no one could upload these types of videos. Again, this would be them censoring content, making them the publisher that they truly are, but at least it would be across the board for all. Instead, they choose to subject my channel to different rules than others have to follow. And I have yet to hear from them why. What is their reasoning? Why do they even want to get involved? If they are truly a platform, then remain that way. Keep servers going. Keep advertisers advertising. Help creators succeed with good insight on how to best use your platform. And stop getting involved in picking and choosing content because all that means is that YouTube is choosing and picking winners. And that makes YouTube a very unfair work environment. 
I believe one day they will answer for all of this as I am not the only one being targeted and abused by their corporation. And if someone who works at YouTube is listening to this, I would love for you to explain to me what happened. Where is the timestamp on my lip filler video for how I infringed on MERS? And why did you manually tell me my Botox video was okay and then two months later remove it and give me a community guidelines strike? I am a reasonable person and would love more transparency and insight because right now as I continue to make content, I feel like at any moment you could tell me I violated a rule I didn't know existed while others don't have to abide by the same rules. Okay, guys, I hope that saga with the big bullies in my life wasn't too depressing. I still love so many aspects about being on YouTube, and I do still feel very lucky to have built my little mini empire on the web. It has brought me friends from all over the world and has allowed me to connect with more people than I could have ever done otherwise. So I am still grateful. I'm just sometimes confused and feel extremely vulnerable, but I'm working through it. Thank you for joining me today. And in the next episode, Community Building, I will share about my private face Facebook group, how it came to be, what makes it successful, and my goals for 2020. Like, Thanks, guys.